you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. In this podcast, we're going to talk about Johnny Enlow hitting the gas into conspiracy land. He's gone completely over the deep end at this point. The dominoes falling around Mike Lindell, another associate of his, just had his phone seized by the FBI. Ex-Infowars correspondent and congressional candidate Deanna Lorraine starting to come out of her conspiracy haze, and then diving right back in head first. Buckle up, it gets wacky. We also take voicemails. If you want to leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. If you want to send an email instead, the email address is telltalemailbag at gmail.com. September 24th, 2022. As it turns out, it was supposed to be the date of a new rapture. It was like a new end times date that was given, and Christians were going heckin' batty over it. Heckin' batty, I'm telling you. I went through TikTok and found a whole bunch of stuff all through it of people talking about September 24th and the fact that it was the new rapture and we all better be prepared and all that stuff. Check this out. Urgent, on the eve of it all, September 24th, September 11th, 24th September, a day to remember, blah, blah, blah. Urgent warning, sunrise, Jerusalem, Sunday, 25th September. Oh, thank you so much, Sister Rebecca. I pray that we are raptured soon. Here's another one. It will be a day to remember, September 24th, 2022. Prophecy. I, God, will show you my fire. On that day, there will be a shout of joy as evil is exposed and runs in retreat. The shofar is blown in celebration as evil is cast out of America and blessing return. His glory is revealed to the world. Evil will be thwarted as America collapses. Yeah, big date in conspiracy land, especially among QAnoners and Trump supporters and stuff and giga Christian nationalists. Check this woman out. This is on TikTok. She was giving us her thoughts on September 24th. Of course, this passed. This is like long past at this point. But, I, you know, it's interesting to see what people were saying beforehand, knowing that it was completely made up. We knew it was made up before it passed, but now it's most definitely made up. So listen to what she had to say about it. This is before September 24th hit. September 24th is all over my feed. So let me weigh in on this because that's what every- please do i am deeply entertained on this because that's what everyone has messaged me this morning what do you think about september 24th i think that it's going to be september 24th um jesus is very clear that we do not know the day or the hour we do not know the day or the hour i do not i mean i'm not going to say that jesus isn't going to come because i would never say that How, who am i to know when jesus is going to come and who he's told and all that stuff so anyway um- you know honestly if in in my opinion, if somebody specifically names a date, I feel very confident saying it's not going to happen on that date, specifically because somebody believes that they know it, and Jesus did say nobody will know the day or the hour. So by the very fact that they believe that they know it, that tells me that they don't know it, and it isn't that date, seems to me. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Conspiracy theorists deeply, deeply believe that this is going to be the one, and it's just so entertaining to me. Um... But I will say that we don't we don't know the day or the hour. We know the season, and we and I do believe we're in the season. But as far as like, and it is the Feast of Trumpets, kind of like in that seat in that week. I'm not real sure. I think it was like the 26th or the 20th. I'm not sure what day it starts. But I do know that there's that that we are in that fall uh, feast of the Jewish um, culture, and so that's interesting. Um, but I wouldn't. 
You know, I feel like the fact that people keep predicting the end, like Harold Camping in 2014, bet like everything that he owned that he was going to be right, that it was going to come that day, that year, whatever. I, I feel like the fact that people keep predicting the end like this speaks to how absolutely obsessive over apocalypticism people are. Like the Bible specifically says you will not know when the end will come and people still obsess over it. How is it that humans are so obsessed over apocalypticism? How did that evolve in us? Bizarre, man. You know, like we freaked out because if you were a child of God, you don't have anything to fear. So. I don't have anything to fear anyways. Could it be the rapture of the church? It could be because we're not waiting on anything for Jesus to come. It could be here in the next five minutes. So be ready. But it could also be something bad. I've heard some people say, well, what about the new world order that's going to be ushered in? We've heard rumor of it. We know it's coming. Oh, boy. Now it's getting crazy. Now we're going to crazy town. Did you hear what she said? I've heard some people say that's called weasel words where she refers to some ambiguous group or authority who claims to have more knowledge than you and they are imparting their information onto you. It's nonsense. There is no authority out there who has secret information about when the rapture is coming or whatever else. And it's just like, you know, when Peter said, you know, like, I'm not going to let them arrest you. You are not going to be, uh, you know, arrested and stuff. And, and Jesus said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. It wasn't that he was being mean to Peter. It was just there's a plan. It felt like he was being mean to Peter. I wouldn't. I, w I would be a little offended if Jesus said that to me, called me Satan. That was kind of mean to Peter. He didn't need to be mean. And so that's why we're supposed to pray, you know, God, when Father, we pray for your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. You're praying for his will, and you know his will is going to be famines and earthquakes and things like that. So when you pray, make sure that you're praying for the Lord's will. And it might get bad, but we have that promise. I believe Revelation 3. Oh, my God, dude. She's just. I'm sorry. She's unhinged. This is ridiculous. And it's not just her. It's a lot of people. There are the, people's Facebook feeds were filled with this. My Facebook feed was filled with this. Uh, TikTok feed, Instagram. It was filled with September 24th. And I follow some Telegram channels that are actually really hard to get into. They're invite only Telegram channels. They're like Donald Trump Telegram channels and stuff like that not just anybody can get into and i saw a bunch of it there too just non-stop oh my god the apocalypse is going to be here september 24th it was nutty stuff dude nutty stuff so anyways that brings us cleanly to our first voicemail of the day let's listen to what this said hey owen it's kaya from california did you hear um today's september 26th I guess we missed the rapture on the 24th. <laughs> guess we did, and nobody else went up either. It, like, literally not one person. Weird, right? <laughs> it's Monday, and I work at a preschool, and all my students are here, too, so. <laughs> even the innocents, even the children didn't get to go to heaven during the rapture. How about that? <laughs> guess we all missed it, huh? Yeah. It's absolutely insane, dude. I, I just don't get how people are so gullible that they will buy something so blatantly, obviously false. Well, I do get it. It's a lifetime of propaganda and brainwashing to convince you that Jesus is coming any five minutes now and an absolute obsession with it to the point that you build your entire life around the expectation. I get it. I was there. 
You know, it happened to me. I, I was in that mindset for many years. I didn't ever plan on going to college because it was going to be a waste of my time. I didn't plan on buying a house. Figured I'd just rent. What's the point? My house will be destroyed anyways in Armageddon and I'll have to rebuild and all that stuff. Who cares? Why blow the money on it, you know? So I was there. I had that mindset too. It's just sad to see, you know? It's sad to see people fall into it like this. And I wish I wish people weren't so wrapped around this apocalypticism. Anyway, it, it is entertaining as hell sometimes though. I appreciate the voicemail. Hey, Owen, this is Andrew from Saskatchewan, Canada. I just have a question related to, like, about what you just said earlier. So I've noticed that you said that, like, um, that the God of the New Testament wouldn't stand for what Greg Locke preaches and other televangelists out there, right? But earlier, like, if I'm not mistaken, you said that the, the God of the Old Testament, even in the New Testament, it's like all the fucking monsters, right? In your own words, not mine, your own words. Um, what made you like attract that and say that the God of the New Testament is like this um, kind, loving um, being out there? I'm just really confused. I'm, I have no idea how you got to that conclusion, but I'm not judging. I'm just, I don't know how you got to that conclusion. Love what you do, by the way. Bye. Yeah, I appreciate the voicemail. Okay, here's my analysis of it, of, of the Bible verses and everything else. There is a lot of bad stuff in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. A lot of negative stuff about the gay community and all, you know, it's all through there. God commits genocides on a regular basis, practically, in the Old Testament, right? And the New Testament, there are some bad spots in that too. There's some negative stuff about the LGBT community. There's some negative stuff about various different groups. And at, at one point, Paul says that you should shun people from the church and if they do this thing or that thing or whatever else, right? There are bad things to be found in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Not to mention the fact that women should be subservient to men and should be quiet and should not be permitted to teach and things like that. I mean, it's a very hierarchical, top-down, authoritarian type of approach, right? But aside from all that, the general theme that Jesus taught, or the general theme that Jesus carried, the ideas that Jesus was trying to communicate were generally, for the most part, loving. It was about not hating others and being accepting, and just staying in your corner, and doing your thing, and loving Jesus, and giving to the poor. You know, there are various different types of themes all through the Bible, but I would say the overarching theme of the New Testament is, for the most part, loving. Like I said, there are verses that contradict verses you read 10 minutes ago in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's a big book, and it contradicts itself nonstop. But I think the overall theme was loving in the New Testament for the most part. So anyway, that's just kind of my take on it. It's a confusing position to have because it's a confusing book. It's a gigantic book that contradicts itself constantly. Hey, Owen, I was just calling to respond to your question of what, you, uh, what might happen once Trump is out of the picture. Uh, the uh, Cuban owners already had a theory of a Trump dynasty that Trump was supposed to be reelected and be in office into 2024. Then Ivanka would be in into 28. Then Don Jr. to 36. Then Eric to 44. Then uh, so 
Trump Sr. was expected to go through to 2024, and then Ivanka would go, and then Don Jr. would go, I think, so far, right? Don Jr. to 36, then Eric to 44, then ironically Tiffany to 52, and then Barron into 2060. So I think it's going to keep on going, and even if he doesn't get back in office, I think uh, Don Jr. Uh, or... Yeah, I, I think you're right that it, people were expecting a dynasty, or at least Donald Trump himself was expecting a dynasty. He was hoping to control the government for the next 50 years. 100% agree with you on that. And I'll show you evidence for what you're saying here in a minute, too. Uh, or you're on Flashpoint and other conservative media is positioning himself to at least try to be a king picker. I don't think he's going to run himself, but I think he wants to be in that position to... Uh, be able to pick who he wants in office to try and benefit himself. Uh, that's it. Uh, enjoy listening to the show. Uh, bye. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, I, I don't think that Donald Trump's family is going to leave politics anytime soon, even when Donald himself kicks it. I totally agree with you. They fully intend to stay involved as much as possible, which is Probably why they were involved with the administration when they were anyways. Like, why would they be involved in the administration? They're already filthy rich. Because they want power. That's why. Because they wanted power. And they got it. This is actually a video of Kat Kerr, an evangelical supposed prophetess who talks to God and goes to heaven on a regular basis, explaining in, I think... 2018 what she expected to happen with the white house she was told this by god remember she's a prophetess so god handed this information down from on high to cat Kerr. listen to this yeah trump will be there for eight years i'll throw it in for free so trump will be there for eight years pence for eight years that that's before they hated pence of course so trump for eight years pence for eight years Years, that's for free. And whoever Pence picks for vice president, eight years, that's for free. So, th whoever Pence picks for vice president, so she believed that Trump was going to basically bring back an era of extreme conservatism where Democrats would be incapable of taking office for 24 years. That was her prophecy from God. God told her this. Not prediction, prophecy. 24 years of God in the White House. I, I knew he was going to win. I mean, I knew Trump was going to win because I'm a business person, and this country needed a business person to be there. It caught me up to heaven four times. She says she was called up to heaven four times, i.e. God literally brought her to heaven to sit with him and talk to him. That's what she means when she says that. She says she's painted pictures of God with him sitting in front of her and touched his hair and taken pictures of him and everything. It caught me up to heaven four times. It showed me everything that would happen concerning Trump and then showed me him sitting as president in the White House. There was nobody that couldn't convince me he wasn't going to win. I don't care how many people running against him. We'll see when God chooses you. Oh, yeah. Ouch. This was before the 2020 election took place. That's painful. She was claiming that God brought her to heaven and showed her Trump sitting in the White House in 2023. Ouch. Uh, kind of stuck your foot in your mouth on that one, didn't you? This is you. And by the way, Trump said yes. Everybody say he said yes. He said yes. 
He chose to be chosen. That's painful. That is straight up painful. I'm sorry, Kat. You got it wrong. Not the only thing she's gotten wrong. We're going to be covering some more stuff with Kat Kerr about a hurricane that she tried to... Hurricane Dorian back in, I don't know, 2015, I think, that she claimed to have deflected away from the coast of Florida. Kept everybody safe. Yeah, that's that's Kat Kerr, if you're unfamiliar. Nutter butter of epic proportions, to say the least, but I'll be damned if it's not entertaining to listen to her go off about all these crazy prophecies well reasoned just so you know someone pretending to be you is contacting comment commenters in your vids and telling them they want a prize then saying they need to pay money to ship them as much as 300 yeah i know i know it's a scam i've mentioned it a few times now i'm not messaging anybody to do anything for me in the comments or go to my telegram or anything like that it, it's not gonna happen so yeah just don't don't fall for any of those scams, okay? David Pakman's dealing with the same thing. There's not much I can do except try to delete the messages as they come in. And I can only do that so much. Like, there's only so much time in the day, you know? So anyway, um, yeah, thanks for letting me know. By the by, uh, from 8 to 8.30 Eastern time before the podcast, every single Sunday... I get in my Discord and hang out with people and just chat in the special events voice channel. So I'm in a voice channel talking to people and stuff. I don't know if you guys feel like joining Discord or you feel like talking to me next week or whatever else, but it's something to do. I, I think there are only like 19 of us usually, so or 20. So if you guys like had a message for me or something, you could just get in there and, and chat with me. So a minute ago, I ended a segment by saying to play us out, we're going to watch Tina Peters getting arrested. And one of my commenters, Zada Hugla, correctly recognized that as a shout out to old Bill O'Reilly. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, but I'm opening you to a, a whole new wide world of memes. If not, check this out. I don't know when this came out, but it's old. It's from when O'Reilly was like a, a newscaster or something like that. Check this out. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. Okay, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. No, there is. We are going to do Sting, yeah. Okay, but... Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Okay. He's such an angry person. Why doesn't he just chill out? Just take a chill pill, man. And don't be a D-bag to your staff. Ever. Sure. There's no words there to play us out. What does that mean? To play us out. It's, it's Sting is going to do. It's a video. It means to end the show, you idiot. What do you think it means? Oh my God! To play us out. Have you never heard that before? How long has this guy been watching the news? He's like what, forty something in this show. Has he never seen the news in his life? To play us out is such a common saying. How does he not know this? Not only is he like 40-something and has been watching the news presumably for 40-something years, being in, uh, involved in politics, but he's also a newscaster himself. He should have watched even more news than the average person. How does he not know what to play us out means? Oh, my God. What is... For credits. I don't know what that means, to play us out. What does that mean? I don't insult people. I don't do it. It is beneath me. I'm sorry I insulted Bill O'Reilly a minute ago. I am resisting with all my might, insulting him again. To end the show? Yeah. Yeah. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it.
Okay, that, that one's on you, bro. Five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a... I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking thing sucks! I love it to death, man. This is the heart of so many memes. I love it. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> it's so funny. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away. It's not over. <laughs> he is such a douchebag. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. I just love this. I love it. It is so funny. Oh, God. It's fantastic. So thank you for that trip down memory lane there, Zada Hugla. That was, that was just great. <laughs> Such an asshole. That was an epic tantrum. It absolutely was. Oh, my God. That guy just lost his fucking mind. Oh, I love that meme of Bill O'Reilly. I love it so much, that, that whole video. I, I feel like the world is a better place because that video released to the public. It's just the best. It's just the best in every way. I can't read it. There are no words there. <laughs> to play us out. To play us out. What does that mean? Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> and when he says sucks, his hair floof kind of floats downward. You guys notice that? He says sucks and his hair like floofs down. <laughs> oh. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking thing sucks! See what I'm saying? His hair floof kind of, like, floats down as he goes, ugh, ugh, like, headbanging about how he mad he is. Fucking thing sucks, you know? It's fantastic. I just love it to death, man. I love it. It's just the best. Oh, my God. Okay. No more Bill O'Reilly. No more. No time. <laughs> we got other stuff to talk about. Next, we're gonna talk about Johnny Enlow hitting the gas into conspiracy land. He has gone completely over the deep end at this point. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you wanna see me continue to do it, check out my Patreon. You can also check out my Telltale Unfiltered channel, Twitter, and Teespring. All links can be found in the description. This is Johnny Enlow, and he is the leader of the Trump Church, one of the leaders of the Trump Church. He is deeply, deeply extreme. He's a QAnoner, uh, among other things, complete conspiracy theorist. And I get the impression he's a little offended at the fact that people say that about him. So he had some things to say about that. Listen to what he had to say in this clip that he put out recently, late September 2022. For those in the body of Christ who keep saying, I am not a conspiracy theorist, you are saying something that's totally incongruent with Scripture, with the admittance of Scripture itself, that the nations, the leaders of nations, are always in conspiracy against God. Evil men in high places are always in conspiracy against God's wife. Sure, sure, okay. I, I don't really believe this. But just hypothetically speaking, let's say for a second that's true. 
there are always conspiracies against God. Fine. That does not mean that all of the bizarre chemtrail conspiracy theories that people buy into are true. You notice how he's justifying this and trying to come to conclusions that he's already set in, that he already accepts beforehand? He's refusing to accept any other possible outcome. He's starting from the conclusion and working backwards. So I believe in these conspiracy theories. Now, how can I justify believing in them? Evil men in high places are always in conspiracy against God. That's why he tells us, you are the light of the world. You arise and shine. You are the salt of the earth. Because those who are separated from God and his kingdom will not contend for anything other than their own ways. And it will be a way of wickedness. And so this is why he... You know, before we go further... What he's said so far, I guess I could justify, but you haven't heard the conspiracy theories he believes in yet. He's about to give them to us. He is. He, conspiracies exist. Mm. Conspiracies have been proven. Yeah. Uh, what has been revealed to all of us, even in recent days, is President Trump aligning himself clearly, distinctly as being congruent, working with in some way, however you want to look at it, with what is the Q, the Q plan, which was revealing, has been revealing for five years. Oh, yeah, he's a QAnoner. All who have followed Q have been considered and called conspiracy theorists. That's because they are. And every single one of them has been proven already. Every one of them. Every one of the Q claims, huh? Interesting, because there are some pretty bizarre ones out there. You sure you want to lean into this, Johnny? Now, there's some in the community go off into other depths of it, but you have to understand the primary. What he means when he says that there are some that go into other depths or whatever. What he means is there are different what, denominations of QAnon. That's not really the right word because it's not a religion exactly. It's a political cult. Being religious is a necessary part of being a QAnoner, but it's not a religion in itself, so... It, it doesn't have it doesn't have the same structures or anything. QAnon is just a, like an overarching conspiracy theory framework, basically. And there are like subsets, different conspiracy groups within it. Like there's negative 48. There's the Queen Ramana conspiracy group. There are a bunch of smaller ones that build on top of the foundational conspiracies. So some of the foundational ones are like, there are elites that run the planet and it's part of a death cult that worships Satan and they drink adrenochrome and a whole bunch of other things like that, right? And then you've got subsets of QAnon belief, like negative 48, which believes that John F. Kennedy Jr. is actually alive and he's going to run with Donald Trump to be blah, 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 blah. And then you've got the, the other subset, like the Queen Ramana QAnoners, which believe that the white hat military installed this woman as the new Queen of Canada and all this other crazy stuff. So what Johnny just said is that QAnon has been proven, but I think what he meant to say is that the, the foundational QAnon beliefs about satanic elites doing ritual sacrifices and drinking adrenochrome and stuff, that stuff's been proven. I mean, that's crazy enough. But there are conflicting QAnon groups, like mutually exclusive beliefs between Negative 48 and Queen Ramana, for example. So QAnon as a whole could not possibly be proven true because it's all 
mutually exclusive. Which was revealing, has been revealing for five years. All who have followed Q have been considered and called conspiracy theorists. And every single one of them has been proven already. Now, there's some in the community go off into other depths of it. But you have to understand the primary... And that's what he's talking about. You know, the, the people in the community go into different depths or whatever. The Queen Romana Q group, the negative 48 Q group is just different, different sets. Elements that were brought out five years ago, that there is a group of world leaders who are a cult and they're a satanic cult and they're pedophiles and they traffic children. They traffic people. They steal blood. They do sacrifices. That is not a conspiracy theory. If you still think it is, you are blind. Get your head out of the sand. Wow, dude. Wow. Okay. Let me explain how all of this works. If you're coming into this and you have no idea what QAnon is or who it is or whatever else, let me just give you the, the bare basics, just the, the minimum information you need to understand what's happening here. There's a website called 4chan, and there's another one called 8chan, and they're ba they work a lot like Reddit. It's how they operate, except they're completely anonymous. So anybody can go on there and say absolutely anything at all, and they can't be tracked or whatever else. 8chan is even more anonymous than 4chan and is proportionally worse as a result. So QAnon started on 4chan as this meme or this joke. Some guy gets on there and posts as Q clearance patriot. Again, completely anonymous because that's how the whole board works. He makes this big long claim that Hillary Clinton is going to be arrested on this specific date in 2017 and the National Guard is on patrol and they're going to put her on house arrest and blah, blah, blah. None of it came true. None of it. Not one thing that was in that post came true. At this point, QAnon has put out more posts than there are verses in the Bible or some crazy thing like that. They just kept posting more and more and more nonsense and none of it ever came true. And they made more and more ridiculous claims about all kinds of crazy stuff. Now, I don't think that the... Q Clearance Patriot poster on 4chan, who eventually moved to 8chan. I don't think they ever specifically made claims about Adrenochrome, like he's talking about here. Adrenochrome just kind of naturally arose from the QAnon movement and spread like wildfire through it. And every QAnoner now believes in all of the stuff Johnny just listed. It's all complete nonsense. Adrenochrome's supposed to be this byproduct of adrenaline in the blood, so if you take pure adrenochrome then it's like a drug it's not it's nonsense you can get your hands on adrenochrome and drink it or, or eat it or whatever else it doesn't do anything for you it's not a drug it just gives you a mild headache at best it's for sale on places like ebay or whatever it's not like this big mysterious thing like they're claiming it is yeah they just desperately want to validate their nonsensical bizarre belief systems and it is so sad to see how far Johnny Enlow has fallen because he wasn't always like this. You know, the guy was pretty liberal and pretty accepting, socially accepting in a lot of ways at one point in his life. No longer. He has hit the gas to crazy town at this point. But, you know, he's been on his way to this point for a long time. He's been on his way here for like ever. Check this one out. This is late August 2022. He has some ideas about Joe Biden. There's already been a decertification there is an understanding, a decertifying of the 2020 election. 
I tell you 100% it has happened wow. In, wow. in heaven. Go, and I'm saying as well, from the very beginning, people keep asking when Trump's coming back. And I said, he never left. He has been president. <laughs> yeah. He has not stopped being president. He is legally the president of the United States of America. No, before I continue on, because he's about to say even more crazy stuff, I want to explain that this guy believes that Trump is still the president because he needs Donald Trump to be the president for prophecy to be fulfilled in his mind. Guy is ultra-religious, ultra-evangelical, ultra-maga, and believes that Trump is an integral part of prophecy. Now, I haven't heard... Johnny Enlow say this directly yet, but a lot of his associates, a lot of his fellow televangelists that work with him frequently have come out and said that Trump is a messiah. Shane Vaughn, for example, Trump is a messiah. He is the son of man reborn. So there are two separate messiah or messianic roles in the Bible. There's the son of God and there's the son of man. The son of God is is Jesus obviously died for your sins and and all that other stuff. The belief is that Jesus will come back as the son of God, or I'm sorry, as the son of man. He will come back a second time and become the political leader of Israel temporarily and then act as a cosmic judge to bring about Armageddon. Well, this Trump religion, Shane Vaughn and many others, and I believe Johnny Enlow too, though, as I said, I haven't heard him say it directly yet, they believe that Trump is the son of man. They think that prophecy is actually pointing to Trump as the Messiah, the son of man, who acts as the cosmic judge and sparks Armageddon. That's why they need Trump to be the political leader, because the Bible says the son of man will be the political leader. And that's why Enlo cannot let go of the idea that Trump lost the election. It doesn't make sense to him for him to have lost because it doesn't fit with his prophecy. And if his prophecy's wrong, it means he doesn't really talk to God. And he doesn't, I would venture to guess, he, he couldn't handle something like that. That's why he can't back off of this. Keep listening. Erica, he is spiritually authorized from heaven to be so, which is the bigger deal. And so... Spiritually authorized by heaven, remember. That's, in my mind, he's calling him a messiah. I, I don't need... Enlo to call him that, though. I've already had his associates call Trump a messiah a billion times over by now. Shane Vaughn, Joe Vaughn Pulitzer, and others. There is, uh, that's, there's going to be proof of that. You want the proof of it? There is. I do very much so. Strategy and optics, why he's not in the seat where actor Biden is. And I will say again, that's not the real Biden. And, and so that's for another conversation yeah. Uh, oh, my God. It's getting crazy now. Biden is an actor. It, it's an imposter. This is another common QAnon belief. This is all like everything that the guy has espoused so far is from QAnon. And Johnny Enlow is an extremely influential televangelist and QAnon and Trump cult leader. That's why I'm talking about him in the first place. I'll, I'll get to that point in a second. This is another famous QAnoner who runs QAnon conferences and stuff. This is Francine Fosdick explaining what she believes about Biden being an imposter or a clone or whatever else. And she's talking to her friend, Kirsten Weldon, who railed against the vaccine to her dying breath. She died of COVID, I think, last uh, in 2021 or something like that. She died of COVID after spending the previous year or two 
talking about how it was all a plot by the deep state. To blah, blah, blah. It's really sad, honestly, really sad. So listen to Francine Fosdick and Kirsten Weldon, two renowned QAnoners, explain the whole Biden imposter thing. I think this is uh, April 2021. Biden, yeah, he took the shot. So that's another way of saying, okay, he's eliminated as well, because that's not really Biden behind that mask. I mean, you know, some people- His eyes are black. What The other yeah. Biden has blue eyes. What happened? Right, yeah, exactly. Unless he's totally possessed, which could be, you know, uh, true. Um, you know, taken over by demons and stuff. Dude, these people are absolutely unhinged from reality. I don't know how else to phrase this. They think Biden is an imposter and or possessed by a demon. It's so sad. This is yet another in a long line of instances where Johnny Enlow is very obviously falling deep, deep into a deep, dark rabbit hole that he can't climb out of. This is from early May 2022. And this pretty well establishes the fact that he's been going down this conspiracy mindset for a while. Kofifi is C-O-V-F-E-F-E. -E. If you remember, Kofifi was a tweet that Trump put out a while back. He said, thanks to all the uh, thanks to all the negative press, Kofifi or something. It was supposed to be coverage rather than Kofifi. And, and so that's how it's spelled, okay? C-O-V-F-E-F-E. -E -E. Can't do it with the fingers when I'm doing like this. But anyway, Kofifi. And yes, people thought that was an error for spelling coffee. No, it was press coverage, actually. They haven't learned yet that President Trump doesn't really miss anything. If something <laughs> is spelled, if he leaves out an L, he adds an R, he does. It's everything has a reason and a purpose. This is. He worships him. I'm no joke. He worships him. He worships Donald Trump. Very strategic what is taking place. So Kofifi is um, it's there are three. From the table of elements, CO is for cobalt, V is for vanadium, FE, FE is two molecules of iron. This is the... Okay, this is not how chemical formulas are written, for one thing. And if I, if I saw something written like the COV, FE, FE, and I was supposed to assume that it was a chemical formula, I would assume that it was carbon and oxygen next to each other. It, it's just complete nonsense, but okay, let's keep listening. FE is two molecules of iron. This is the solution, the antidote to the 5G towers that were really designed to work with the vaccines and essentially hack really? human beings. Really? And so what he implemented when he was- Wow, dude. So Trump is, what, a chemist? Is he getting this information from somebody else? You know where Johnny Enloe believes he's actually getting this information? From God. He believes that he's effectively the new Messiah and that God gave him the antidote to the vaccine. There are other videos that I cover, like other conspiracy theorists, and they've elaborated on this whole belief for me. But the uh, the whole idea here is that the belief is that the vaccine had graphene oxide in it. Incorrectly, it did not. But this is the conspiracy mindset. You can convince yourself of anything. So the idea is that there is graphene oxide in the vaccine incorrectly. And when they flip 5G towers on, which they did forever ago, I've had 5G on my phone for like a year now. When they flip 5G on, 
is going to activate graphene oxide in your body that came from the vaccine, and it's going to kill everybody who had it, basically. That's the whole conspiracy theory. Again, like every link in the chain all along the line is nonsense. There's no graphene oxide in the vaccine. 5G's been on forever. Trump doesn't know what he's talking about. He's not a chemist. That's not even how you write a chemical formula. Like It's all nonsense all the way down. But he believes Trump is a messiah, and that's all it takes to accept conspiracy theories that he hears about Donald Trump being some hero. Implemented when he was telling Kofifi before, um, he was, so they created, essentially, if I understand it correctly, some sort of magnet that they put at every pole, 5G pole, that essentially doesn't allow it to do the hacking that they wanted to do. Wait, 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 wait. Let me listen to that one more time. What he implemented when he was telling Kofifi before, um, he was, so they created, essentially, if I understand it correctly, some sort of magnet that they put at every pole, 5G pole, that essentially doesn't allow it to do the hacking that they wanted to do. Wow. So Donald Trump comes up with a chemical formula, being the chemist that he is, writes the chemical formula incorrectly as Kofifi, and instead of presenting it in a research paper to the world so that they can use it, he puts it in a tweet and makes it look like it was just a a mistake. And if you take cobalt, vanadium, and two iron molecules and put them together into a Petri dish, it creates a magnet that you that will repel the 5g god this is so sad dude this guy is gone this guy is gone does it get more gone than this this is wild stuff man there's another QAnon belief back from march 2021 let me lay this one out for you the idea is after the civil war ended and reconstruction was taking place the belief is the incorrect belief is that a new corporation was formed after the civil war it was no like when they reformed the confederacy into the union the united states government was no longer operating and it was now the the corporation of the united states it's a company effectively on legal legally it was considered a company wrong Of course, but just humor me for a second as I explain. So from 1864, I think, or five or somewhere in there is when they think it started. From that point onward, there have not been any presidents of the United States government. Every president from 1864 onward has been a president of the Corporation of the United States So that means we've only had, I don't know, 17 presidents or something like that. Ulysses S. Grant was the next president elected after Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. So the the belief is that Ulysses S. Grant onward were not real presidents. They were presidents of the corporation, not the U.S. government. Thus, any law created past that point is invalidated. Any constitutional amendments... Any, anything at all is all invalidated because it was all under the corporation of the U.S. And guess what happened in the 1920s or somewhere in there? They changed Inauguration Day from March 4th to January 20th. Here's how the conspiracy theory goes. All completely fabricated, not a grain of evidence to any of this. But the idea is Trump is going to be inaugurated as the true president of the United States government, the first one 
in a hundred and something years. The, f- the first one since Lincoln died, basically. And that was going to happen on March 4th. He was going to be inaugurated by the White Hat military. This is the QAnon belief system. So around March 2021, that's when Johnny Enlow comes out and starts saying this stuff. Listen to what he says here. This is something he is saying. He is saying that's why I'm emphasizing. This is something God is saying is what he's saying. Emphasizing even because sometimes we can get into talking about what's going on behind the scenes. I think a whole lot going on behind the scenes. I could have a 30 minute conversation about what I think is really going on there. I'll just say, I think we have two presidents, uh, essentially one's over the corporation, one's over the Republic. There you go. There, there is Johnny Enlow drawing it out for us pretty clearly. One has the essential uh, machinery of the economy and the essential machinery of the military. And one has things that, to do with other things that you, know, you can say what's, what's left a little niche there. Okay, so Trump is what, okay, this is what Johnny Enlow is saying. Trump has control of the military and of the economy, and Biden is basically just the public face after March 4th. That's the claim here. There, and and there is a moment of quick confrontation coming where uh, uh, it's going to require that things go back fully visibly in the order that the Lord has said. And that is President Trump will be there again. He is. We'll find out. He's been doing he's been ruling and reigning and again, accomplishing things that he could not accomplish, even if he was in the full role uh, of, of standing in the presidential seat because of the attacks he would be getting. It's really saving him. There's a kind of a strategic wisdom to do all you can while they have to shoot at somebody else. Yeah. Uh, so what did he say that we were waiting? We we're going to find out soon. Uh, what time is it? It's uh, nine. Yeah. So we've been waiting two years, two years. Still waiting. Is it going to happen? Are we going to get the proof? Is Trump going to come out as the real president of the U.S. or what? What's going to happen? Lay it on me. I want proof. I want to believe you if you're right. If you're right, I want to be right, too. Give me the evidence. That's all I need. We've been waiting two years. What reason do I have to believe a word out of this guy's mouth when everything he's said has fallen flat every time. I I just feel so bad for him. He's very obviously been suckered into believing the the most nonsensical garbage on someone else's behalf. Who does this benefit? Who does it help for him to believe this? Donald Trump. And honestly, not even that much. It just means that this guy is willing to do literally anything for his God Emperor. That's all it really means doesn't even help Trump that much for him to believe this stuff. Honestly, sad. So uh, let's talk about why it's important that we cover this guy in the first place. This one's from June 20th, 2022. It's fairly recent. Listen to what he has to say here. Uh, you know, the president of I won't say what state, but the uh, Republican Party president just walked up to me, and said, you don't know me. but just want to tell you we hang on what you're saying there on Elijah streams because it He went to a conference as a speaker and met a Republican governor who said this to him. He hangs on what Johnny Enlow says on Elijah's streams. He's not joking either. I'll prove it to you in a second. Hang on what you're saying there on Elijah's streams because it gives us a plumb line for how to process what God's doing and how we can contend. Um, Somebody else, a young man who's a county uh, chairman of the Republican Party, and, and basically, he's the same thing. I listened to it all. 
He is extremely influential, not just among Trump supporters and QAnoners, but among religious figures. He is the linchpin between the Trump religion and Christianity, effectively. The, the linchpin between QAnon and Christianity. And if you don't believe me, check this clip out. Late March 2022. He's been invited to a billion events. He's spoken at like a billion of them. Seriously, I have video of it, like all kinds of video. At many of these pretty big events, hundreds and hundreds of people, thousands in some cases, they usually invite him up to pray over people. Listen to this one. This is leading up to the primaries in March 2022. So we've got uh, Mark Thielman running for governor of the state of Oregon here with us today. Mark. And Mark, could you have your team stand with you? And my wife, And your wonderful wife. They're introducing governor candidates, uh, senatorial candidates. We've got Darren Harbick running for state senate. Would you stand? So they get a bunch of these people up here, right? And, and they're all standing up for him. And listen to this. Could I get all three candidates to come up here and join us, please? I'm going to have Johnny and Elizabeth just pray over you a blessing, a day of commissioning. Thank you once again for stepping out. Just come and join us. Lord, we just join in, join in with Bobby here as well, Lord, and we commission them in your name. They have asked for that as well, Lord, so we commission them. And whatever yes, that means and represents and is imparted to them in the spirit realm yes, of apostolic Jesus. commissioning, let that be released over them. Even so this guy, Johnny Enlow, QAnon conspiracy theorist extraordinaire, upset with you that you don't believe these conspiracy theories too, is going to these events and praying over political candidates. And not just candidates, but like members of Congress, like senators and governors and House members praying over them they they come to him for their information disturbing stuff man i'm telling you we've got to follow this guy and expose what he's talking about he cannot be allowed to just get away with talking to these senators and congressmen with absolutely no accountability people need to know that this is what our senators are listening to if you disagree with anything i've said let me know in the comments or on twitter at telltale atheist Ask the atheist, why would prophets need Q to tell them things so they can interpret? Why doesn't God just divine these things to them? Why would a prophet need Q? That's a good question. It's a good point. The claim is Q Clearance Patriot is an insider in the military that has super secret information that only a military person can have. It's not true. We're very confident we know who the person is the Q Clearance Patriot person. It started out as a guy named Paul Ferber. And probably he probably worked with someone named Tracy Beans Diaz. When it moved from 4chan to 8chan, a guy named... Oh my God, what's his name? Somebody help me out here. The people in the Philippines. Holy sh**. Con uh, Arizona Congre congressional candidate for a while. Ron Watkins. Oh my God, Ron Watkins. Thank you so much. It, it just was not coming to me. Yeah. Started out as Paul Ferber and Tracy Beans Diaz. Then... 
when it moved to 8chan, Ron Watkins took it over. We are very confident of this information, extremely confident. But uh, the guy hasn't come out and admitted to it, obviously. Why would he? But he's gotten pretty close to admitting it. He did. He took part in this whole documentary called Into the Storm by HBO, and he all but admitted it on that. My name is Ron Watkins, and I am not a politician. I am an entrepreneur, and I am a computer scientist. We have to send a fighter, and I am your fighter. I am fighting for you. If you send me to DC, you will know that I will be fighting against this evil, and I will make sure that we drive them back, and I will make sure that your rights are, are kept. Protected, respected, all good options, but kept works too, I guess. So that's Q Clearance Patriot. He was not actually a member of the military. He didn't actually have any insider information, which makes sense that he didn't because everything that he posted fell flat. It all failed. He was wrong about all of it. But Q believers, Q honors, thought that he was right about all of it, despite the fact that none of the evidence ever materialized for it. So they believed that all of the claims that he made being, you know, assuming that they're true, he must be some military insider. But Aspie Atheist makes a good point here. Why don't these prophets just divine this information? The fascinating thing about it is they claim to divine the information. They, they do claim to. They claim that God is giving them all the same information that Ron Watkins was giving them through the Q Clearance Patriot account, thus adding a, another layer of verification to their belief system. It's absurd from top to bottom, and it's a, like a, a self-fulfilling loop. It's like a, a, a positive feedback loop that keeps feeding into itself and reaffirming itself over and over and over again. Like everything that they believe is reaffirmed by their friends repeating the exact same things. No evidence necessary. It is a bizarre state of mind to be in. Next, we're going to talk about the dominoes falling around Mike Lindell. Another associate of his just had his phone seized by the FBI. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, check out my Patreon. You can also check out my Telltale Unfiltered channel, Twitter, and Teespring. All links can be found in the description. As many people know by now, Mike Lindell had his phone seized by the FBI, right? Well, as it turns out, there are some dominoes falling right now because one of Mike Lindell's close associates, this guy on screen right here, Doug Frank, he had his phone seized by the FBI two days later or a day later after Lindell had his phone seized by the FBI. What is going on right now? And who is this Doug Frank guy? Dominoes are falling right now. The FBI is investigating Lindell and everybody surrounding him. So let's talk about who Doug Frank is, why the FBI would even care about Lindell's phone or Doug Frank's phone. Mid-September 2021, Lindell goes out on Jim Baker's show, televangelist Jim Baker, to lay out this whole election conspiracy theory that he had, okay? Let's listen to him explain the conspiracy theory, and then we'll talk about how Doug Frank works into the equation and why the FBI would care about his phone. 
the night of the election, the algorithms that were set with the mm -hmm. 2010 census is what they used. Uh, by 11 o'clock at night, when they realized, when the machines realized, and they realized Donald Trump was going to win anyway because of everybody voting for him. They did not expect this. I mean, that was, a lo that was the Lord there. This is all God's timing, by the way. Now, you look at when that happened, they had to stop everything in the middle of the night, and then we've seen all these deviations that didn't make sense. You had all... Okay, n no, no to all of this. This is a little convoluted because Mike Lindell talks like 100 miles a minute, but the idea that he just laid out for us is he believes that voting machines, which are basically just like Scantron machines, you know? Remember taking state tests in school and you'd bubble in the little letters and then you, you know, your teacher would slide them into this Scantron machine and it would pull the thing through the Scantron, it would read the bubbles that you circled in and it would spit out results that you got on the test. That's basically what these voting machines were for the most part, there's a little bit more to it, but that's basically it. They're just Scantron machines. So they're just like reading these results. Mike Lindell claims that these voting machines actually weight results in people's favor and added extra voters to the rolls and all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, this was the linchpin of the conspiracy. He believes that the voting machines were operating not off of regular voter registration or voter rolls, but they were operating off the 2010 census, which is nonsense for a million reasons. The, the census didn't have the voter registration data that is required to register to vote in the first place. The census has children on there. You can follow your vote. You can track your vote in most states and watch it, you know, get turned into the secretary of state or whatever else and see when it's been counted and who it was for and all that other stuff. Like, everything about this is nonsense from beginning to end and tells me that the guy really doesn't understand anything about how election systems work. And not, not just that, but he doesn't even understand how, like, computers work on a fundamental basic level, right? But here's where it gets interesting. I hear you asking, where did all this come from? Let me introduce you to Doug Frank. This is the guy on screen that came up with this conspiracy theory about the 2010 census data being involved in the blah 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 this is the guy i've talked about him before it's been like years i think I, I i believe i talked about him in early august 2021 last so let me introduce you to him if you're unfamiliar he went on andrew womack's show to talk about evil democrats basically let's give this a listen i have evidence and we have whistleblowers that we also have people in america that are traitors that cooperated with this to get the ends that they wanted. So it's not just foreign actors. We've got some bad actors in our own country, and frankly, they're traitors, and they deserve traitors' treatment. Traitors' treatment, of course, is the death penalty. So he wants anybody who he believes cheated in the election to receive the death penalty, basically. And you notice where he said for it wasn't just foreign actors, blah, blah, blah. He also believes that China and Venezuela and a bunch of other countries colluded to mess with the voting machines. It's all complete nonsense, like beginning to end. But he started with a conclusion, and he worked backwards from there to justify that conclusion. If you can prove this, are people going to yes. be guilty of treason? Is there going to be jail time or rep? 
No, no. If he could prove that, there wouldn't be treason charges. Treason is giving aid or comfort to an enemy of the United States, basically. There would be other charges, election tampering and stuff like that, but it doesn't really matter because he can't prove any of it. He never could. He made it all up and worked backwards from there. Percussions for them? Yes, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that we have some real traitors. And I... I talk to a lot of veterans these days and they're, you know, they, they're the guys who have been in the field and seen their buddies die in the field. See, what he's doing here is inspiring a sense of nationalism and pride in their country and their servicemen and all this other stuff to try to get people emotionally invested in what he's saying. And it works. Um, I've been right there. You're a vet as well. I am. Are you are you just going to roll over and let the liberty that your buddies died for just I'm go not. to waste? <laughs> no. no way. And, and he's a propagandist. That's what he's really skilled at. Propaganda. And 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 that's what I think is happening. You know, as people are waking up, especially our vets, they're saying, "Hey, my oath is a lifetime oath. I, you know, I'm still going to serve my country." I think people are rising up and and they're not going to just be happy with, well, let's just slap that guy in the wrist. No way. That person's a traitor. And, you know, my buddies died for less than that. So I think I think it's going to be I think there's going to be some pretty stiff consequences coming up. Well, of course, the guy was completely full of it then, and he's completely full of it now. But check this out. I went and searched to figure out, like, how Lindell linked up with this guy in the first place. And I came across this. I think this is from late April 2021. Mike Lindell goes on this show, Flashpoint, to reveal his next big thing, like what he's going to do or the the route he's going to take to try to invalidate the election. It's absolutely fascinating. Check it out. When you said none of these are going to change with uh, Biden, I totally disagree. This is all going to end up at the Supreme Court. and They're going to vote nine nothing and pull this election down. You know, I didn't have to include that part in the clip, but I decided to leave it in anyways because, yeah. Uh, how long has it been now? This is uh, what this is a, a, a year and a half later, coming up on two years later, and this still hasn't happened. I'm just saying. Mike Lindell, in April of 2021, believed that the Supreme Court was going to invalidate the 2020 election and put Donald Trump back in office for the remainder of the presidential term. And here we are, coming up on 2023, and it still hasn't happened. How about that? We did a whole nother show, two-hour show, on brought in different people, and this is about the China interference that General Flynn was talking about, that attacked our country through these machines and with these algorithms. And but there was a guy on the show as we Okay, now he's laying out this whole conspiracy and it sounds oddly familiar, right? It sounds like what he was talking about earlier on Jim Baker's show. This is one of the very early appearances of this conspiracy theory that he's laying out. These algorithms and but there was a guy on the show as we were filming, all of a sudden he starts telling me about this. 2010 census he's a physicist uh, his name is dr frank and he he had got involved in the pennsylvania uh fraudulent election there with because this congressman named kathy barnett her her she won the night of the election and then all of a sudden the next day she lost and goes this is impossible well they actually went door to door to see who people had voted and if they had voted and they validated his algorithms that they had used the 2010 census 
just put to set the footprint in these machines. Okay, so uh, everything that he said was incorrect. He's assuming that they used the 2010 census as like the new voter rolls. Well, I said this earlier, it's complete nonsense. It doesn't even add up. Like you can't do that. It doesn't have the information necessary to act as a voter roll, first of all. Second, why would 2010 census data even be in a voting machine? The original claim that he made on Jim Baker, I believe, uh, I may have cut this part out, but the claim that he made previously is that the 2010 census data was left over in the machines. That's nonsense. That's complete nonsense from beginning to end. So here's the thing. He's introducing Doug Frank as this new person that he just met that came up with this fantastic idea that this is how they did it. He has no proof. He has no evidence. He has no nothing. He just heard somebody say something that he enjoyed hearing, and so he's repeating it, just like that. That was his introduction to this guy, Doug Frank. And if they had voted, and they validated his algorithms that they had used the 2010 census. He also said they went door to door to check with people and stuff. Here's where it gets interesting, okay? So Mike Lindell meets a woman named Tina Peters. This is Tina Peters right here on the right side. She was a county clerk for Mesa County, Colorado, and she was in charge of some election stuff. So what she did was she stole private voter data and she gave it to Mike Lindell, which is extremely illegal. And that investigation, that FBI investigation into those actions that she took is what sparked the FBI to seize Mike Lindell's phone and our buddy Doug Frank, his phone too. It was into the Tina Peters investigation. Tina Peters was charged with seven felonies recently, March 2022, and she was even arrested. You know, I, I've played this clip probably six times on this channel, but you know I'll never pass up an opportunity to play a clip of a corrupt government official getting arrested. Dude, I eat this up. Oh, yes. It hurts. Let go of me. She just kicked at him. That's resisting arrest, which she wasn't charged for, by the way. Give me my oh, Stop it. Sorry. No, let go of me. Yes, you are. Give me my key to my car. Oh, I just love it. God, I could sit here. This is like a three-minute video. I could watch the whole thing. It's a two-minute video. We don't have time, sadly. But, oh, I love it so much. Anyway, so that was Tina Peters being arrested for committing felonies by stealing voter data, private voter data, and giving it to Mike Lindell, right? Well, Mike Lindell's been talking about his cyber guys and election experts for a while, right? Well, as it turns out, that's Doug Frank. That's Doug Frank. That is his election expert, supposed election expert. What qualifications does he have? You got me. You got me. No idea. Does he have any? Let's uh, actually, let me see. Apparently PolitiFact has done a, like an analysis, a fact analysis on some of his quotes. He was quoted as saying, Michigan used a mathematical key to manipulate vote totals in 2020 election. Pants on fire, complete lie. <laughs> 
Gotta love it. Yeah, I don't think the guy has any qualifications, but listen to what he says here. Late September 2021, he was out here talking to a crowd about the work that he's doing. Like this morning, I was meeting with a group privately. Nobody knows who they are. We're keeping them private. Some legislators, some secretaries of state, attorney generals, county clerks. We get them, they equip us with their data. We equip them with all the knowledge they need, and then we come out together. And that is a much more powerful approach. That is so deeply disturbing. I don't even know what to do with it. The sad part is, in reality, what was happening this whole time is he was working with legislators and governors and whoever else to steal private voter data and pass it out to various different people. Like I was saying earlier about Tina Peters and everything, Tina Peters took this private voter data, gave it to Mike Lindell, which is what she's charged for, and around the same time, mysteriously, a huge long list of dead voters leaked. It leaked from you know QAnon forums and Trump forums and everything else, a, a big list of fake voters that were dead and weren't supposed to have cast a ballot, but here we have a bunch of dead voters, a huge list of them. Well, that's pretty damning evidence if it's real, right? So the BBC takes this list of dead voters and goes and knocks on their doors and finds out if this really is a list of dead voters. Would you be surprised to find out that it was just a list of voters, perfectly alive, real voters who actually cast ballots? Mike Lindell gets his hands this is speculation. I don't know where that list of live voters came from, but I'm assuming Mike Lindell got his hands on that private voter data from Tina Peters, leaked the list of names of private voter data, and claimed that they were actually all dead voters when they were not. That's my guess, because that was this is like the most high-profile case of voter data being leaked. So anyways, that's just the way it seems to me. And this guy, Douglas Frank, is mixed all up in this. So Tina Peters receives seven felonies for leaking private voter data. Not too much longer after that, the FBI seizes Mike Lindell's cell phone at a Hardee's. And then a day and a half later, they seize Doug Frank's cell phone at an airport. Listen to him tell the story here. Um, they took uh, Mike's phone on a Tuesday, and he was driving through a Hardee's, right? And at the time, yeah. where was I? I think I was out in the state of Washington at the time. And um, I, I'd heard about it. Everybody had told me about it. And so, yeah, I assumed they'd be coming for me next. So I Why assume that? Why was that on the back of his mind? I don't see Mike Lindell get his phone seized at a Hardee's and think the FBI is coming after me. You know why? Because I have nothing to do with Mike Lindell. Because... I haven't worked with Mike Lindell in any capacity to undermine any elections. Weird that he would assume that the FBI would care about getting his phone after they get Mike Lindell's, right? Isn't that weird? He knows that he was involved in some shady stuff. He knows he was guilty, and that's why he was expecting them to take his phone. I wasn't a bit surprised when I got off the plane Wednesday night that they were waiting for me. And it's uh, as I walked up to them... Um, you know, I, you get off the plane, you go to the potty. That's what you do. And so as I came out of the potty, there they were, two guys standing there waiting for me. And I Wow, dude, the FBI is scary. Seriously. That, that means they, they went through airport security 
and stood there waiting at the bathroom for him to come out of it. That is scary. Oh my God. <laughs> Do not mess with the FBI. Seriously. I looked at them and they looked at me and I, you know, I knew it was them. And, you know, they knew that I knew that they knew that I knew that it was. Okay, it's getting meta. Come on. You know, that that's why they were there. So they showed me their warrant and, and they took my phone and they, they presented me with two warrants, uh, one warrant, and one subpoena. Um, it's all related to the Colorado case, the Tina Peters situation. And I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to, oh, just let me finish that. So, no, I haven't got my phone back. But they did call me uh, recently to ask me who uh, was supposed to be excluded from their examination. You know, for example, um, talks with attorneys are privileged and talks with a priest are privileged. And so they're not allowed to examine that fat chance they're going to follow that anyway. But never. Well, why would they even bother asking if they weren't going to follow that? Of course they are. Like th this guy and the other people involved in this whole thing like Lindell and even Trump they are obsessed with the idea that the Justice Department is completely corrupt and they only ever do things for corrupt reasons and blah 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 you know why because they can use that as leverage when it comes time for the Justice Department to arrest Trump for something that he does He's just spent the past year and a half, two years, vilifying the FBI and, and law enforcement in general and claiming that they're corrupt to the core and that this is all a political hit job and blah, blah, blah. He is preparing people mentally for this. He did the exact same thing leading up to the election. He claimed that there was all kinds of fraud and that mail-in ballots are fraudulent and fraud, fraud, fraud all over the place. Because he wanted people to be primed to believe him when he said there was cheating in the election. Did the same thing in 2016. Leading up to the election, he said Hillary is going to be bussing in immigrants across the border and everything else. Complete nonsense. He won anyways, and he continued to double down on that, but he didn't even really bother that much because he, w he won. It didn't matter. They lay out these conspiracies before they happen so that they have them to lean on when the time comes and they can say see i told you i told you they were going to arrest me for fraudulent political purposes when in reality this is just them being held accountable they want to erode the credibility of the justice system and the police and the everything else so that when their time runs up and they get arrested for whatever it is that they did they can lean on that as an excuse. This is a fascist thing. This is from the fascist playbook. They're not allowed to examine that fat chance they're going to follow that anyway. But nevertheless, I'm supposed to tell them now um, who they're not supposed to follow up. It was so ironic, I got to tell you, Emerald. So I'm standing there talking to these two uh, FBI agents, and the guy says, we're going to take it back to the shop, and we're going to run a forensic image of it and then give it back to you. And I thought... Hmm, speaking of forensic images, <laughs> that's that's why I'm in this. Whole <laughs> and it, it was it was so beautiful. The irony was really uh, steep. Now, these guys, <sighs> they're just field agents. They don't know anything about the Colorado case. So I took the opportunity to say, speaking of forensic images, guess what? That's what this is about. And it's about uh, Tina Peters, who had forensic images made of her machines perfectly legally. In fact, like they give it. Like, why is he even sitting here telling them this? Who cares, first of all? And second, 
That's not actually necessarily true. Take this with a grain of salt. I don't know that what he's describing here is true. Tina Peters taking a forensic image and all that stuff. I'm pretty sure that she, I don't know how she got the voter data. Maybe it was her making an image of the, like the voting machine or something. I don't know. But whatever it was, it ended up with her having voter data in her pocket and passing it to Mike Lindell. That's what this is all over. Legally, in fact, um, she has the authority to do so. And the I don't know that that's true either. She's just a county clerk. She's not like some big, you know, she's not the secretary of state. She did run for secretary of state and lost. That's neither here nor there. I don't know that she's even allowed to do that. So, and the secretary of state had even suggested that, uh, or advised all the clerks to take backups. And she just did a really thorough backup. And it just did a really thorough backup i.e. she took data that was not hers to take, is what I'm reading from what he's saying here, right? It turns out that the backups she made have had national implications because they expose how the machines are manipulated. No, actually, uh, it had national implications because she stole data she was not supposed to have and leaked it to a partisan nutcase who obviously has some kind of a mental situation going on. Honestly sad that this is all playing out this way. Honestly sad that we have to push for accountability for these people in the first place. But we can at least be glad that there seems to be a case moving forward right now. We can be glad that Lindell had his phone seized in the Tina Peters case. We can be glad that Tina Peters was so unsanctimoniously arrested recently. And we can be glad that old Doug Frank had his phone seized too. I want accountability. And it feels like this is one more step on the road to that. So this is good news. It's a time to celebrate, to find out that Lindell's supposed election expert, quote unquote, had his phone seized too. They're following up and they're following leads and trying to figure things out. So with that... Let me know what you think of this in the comments or on Twitter at Telltale Atheist. Emily Sigmund, this woman is so entitled that she thinks yelling at cops will stop them from arresting her. I know. What was she thinking? Seriously, did she really think that that was going to work out in her favor? Calling them by their first name and stuff and then kicking at them? She kicked at them and she thought that was going to solve her problems. Really. This woman, this woman stole private voter data and leaked it to Mike Lindell. She does not deserve... Any kind of, she did not deserve the kindness that the cops gave to her by not arrest, uh, by not giving her an extra resisting arrest charge. She didn't deserve it at all. But you know, we, we live in that type of society, seems to me. Two-tier justice system. Next, we're going to talk about ex-Infowars correspondent and congressional candidate Deanna Lorraine starting to come out of her conspiracy haze and then diving right back in headfirst. Buckle up, it gets wacky. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, check out my Patreon. You can also check out my Telltale Unfiltered channel, Twitter, and Teespring. All links can be found in the description. This is Deanna Lorraine. She is an ex-Infowars correspondent, as you can tell by the little sticker on her little Apple laptop here. And uh, she was also a congressional candidate for office at one point. Uh, I think 2020 is when she ran. And she got pretty close to winning, too. Let me introduce you to who she is. This is a video that she released 
January 7th, the day after the Capitol attack took place. Now, if you remember at the time, everybody was aligned against the Capitol attack. Everybody recognized it for what it was, which is pure evil. It was pure evil to carry a Confederate flag through the the halls of Congress. These are traitors to the country, okay? And everybody in the country recognized that at the time. But little by little, as time went on, Trump put cracks in the wall. People like Deanna Lorraine put cracks in the wall and rehabilitated the image of these January 6th rioters to the point where at the last CPAC, like the conservative convention that they hold every year at the last one, they had a whole stage where a a Capitol rioter was in a prison cell on display and people were going in and praying for them and stuff. Seriously, Marjorie Taylor Greene prayed for a January 6th prisoner at CPAC. It's just this whole staged thing. It's terrible. But before their reputation was rehabilitated the way that it roughly has been by now among conservatives, they were very much disliked and disrespected. And Deanna Lorraine came out the day after January 6th happened and said this about it. It is time that we up-level. It's time that we level up our show of force. And for those, those wussies that are sitting at home right now, that are watching their Fox News and CNN and, and watching their social media, and you, you pretend like you're a conservative, you pretend like you're Republican, and you're pretending like you're fighting the commies, and for you to sit there and buy into this MSM narrative hook, line, and sinker that we are national terrorists, domestic terrorists, that we are violent, that we were uh, so inappropriate and so embarrassing to you guys, and you are you are disgusted by our display you are never a real patriot you should be see even the day after when it was least acceptable to defend the january 6th people she was out there defending them she has no scruples she is as deep in it as it gets she is as deeply far right as people can possibly be. She's a conspiracy theorist, she's a a Christian extremist, and she's most definitely a domestic terrorist. She was there on January 6th, and even after the attack on the Capitol, the day after she was defending it. Just a few days later, she goes on this podcast or show or something like that to defend it even further. Listen to this one, early January 2021. This plan was cooked up. I mean, obviously, all the markings of a trap, of a false flag. He's talking about January 6th. A lot of us fell for it. We thought it was innocent. We went there. We wanted to, you know, fight for our President Trump uh, and put pressure on them. So what she's saying here is she believes after January 6th, Trump had a couple of options. He could either claim it was Antifa that did it, or he could completely disown the January 6th people. There were two different camps, and ultimately Trump ended up going with both to some degree. He said the January 6th people weren't true patriots. He also said he loved them. He also said it was actually Antifa there. There weren't any patriots there at all. I mean, he he picks a little bit from each. And he says every single propaganda technique that he can come up with in a method called firehose propaganda. Throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Well, Deanna Lorraine felt like the it's a false flag that Antifa set up route was the best one for her. 
and she latched onto it, and that's what she's saying now. Just a few days later, she said it was a false flag set up to entrap her and get her in trouble. Set up by Antifa. Uh, and put pressure on them uh, for the vote. But now they're using this as, okay, everyone is a Trump supporter, anyone is a conservative, anyone who's, who has any ties to the NRA or any uh, guns rights group, for God's sake, is going to be branded a domestic terrorist. And that gives them free reign to punish us however they see fit. And that's Actually, <laughs> see, this is the persecution complex coming out. This is the kind of thing you find with these people constantly. They need the persecution complex. It instills a sense of camaraderie, brotherhood, and group loyalty in people. When they feel like they're persecuted, it brings them closer together, and it makes them believe even harder, and it erases any cognitive dissonance that they may have. Cognitive dissonance is a stress or an anxiety that appears in your life, in your head, when something that you believe is out of touch with reality, when you're presented with evidence that something that you believe is not true, this anxiety forms in your head, and there are a few ways to alleviate it. The first way is to change your beliefs. The second way would be to evangelize and convince other people that you are correct, despite the fact that the evidence points in another direction. And the third way is to expand upon your beliefs, build out a whole new story, a new narrative about how you can be right and how it could form around reality all at the same time. I mean, that's effectively what we're watching happen with Deanna Lorraine. She's building out this whole new narrative about why she was the victim in this whole situation and in the process trying to bring new people into the umbrella to try to encourage them to believe the way that she does and feel persecuted just like she does. Sadly, I think she is deeply, deeply brainwashed. I, I just don't know how to snap her out of something like this. This is rough. That's the terrifying thing. However they see fit, ban us from, uh, from free speech platforms, ban us from polite society, fire us, imprison us, lock us up and throw away the key. I mean, that's what they're doing right now, and it's terrifying. Well, I have to ask, why are you standing there talking if you live in fear that you're going to be arrested? You will only be arrested if you did something illegal. Seriously, like, logic does not apply to these people. Logic does not come into the equation. All they care about is furthering their own beliefs about all of this stuff. All they care about is feeling persecuted and evangelizing and trying to convince others that they were right about this, alleviating the anxiety that comes along with cognitive dissonance. That's all they care about. Despite the fact that even the new narrative that they're building is out of touch with reality. It, it does not connect with reality. Because if you say you're a Trump supporter, it doesn't automatically land you in jail, like she is implying, like she seems to believe. That's not accurate. That is not in touch with reality. So she's building a whole new narrative around it to justify the beliefs anyways. The sad part about this is a month after that, early February 2021, she comes out and seems to come to some really important realizations. Listen to what she had to say here. People are getting 
upset at me, some people, because they think, you know, Deanna, you need to just trust the plan. Q said to trust the plan. Uh, President Trump is... Oh, yeah, she's a QAnoner. I, I, I don't know if you picked up on that or not. Uh, President Trump is just waiting for the right moment to, to pounce and make his attack. And everything's going to be taken care of. The military is going to arrest Joe Biden and, and take over. And then Trump will be back in charge. Now, remember, this is early February 2021, right? So the first two clips we saw were immediately after the January 6th riot or insurrection. And then this clip is after inauguration. The claim in QAnon circles is that Biden would never be inaugurated because Trump was the real president. And here we are a month after he's inaugurated, basically, or a few weeks after. And she's coming out here saying this stuff. Soon. Nobody, I mean, I, I've been a follower of this idea and this plan since day one for years. And I've had President Trump's back for since day one and sacrificed a lot for it. Lots of family, friends, work, money, everything. You shouldn't have to sacrifice family, friends, money, work, or anything like that because of how you vote. The, the problem isn't how you vote. It is that she's made this a fundamental part of her personality. It is who she is at her core. It's like Jehovah's Witnesses, when you join, you can't just be a believer and go about your day and live your life. You have to put on a new personality entirely. They call it the Christian personality or the new personality. And it's it's not just any personality. It is the Jehovah's Witness personality. When they talk about their religion, they have the same vacant smile, the same glassy eyes, because they're putting on the personality for you. You can see all kinds of examples of this in various different political movements and religious movements and other stuff like that. What she's describing is a cult. This is a key component to cults, having a, a new personality formed out by somebody to benefit them to their own ends. Donald Trump formed out new personalities in his followers. They're like rabid dogs looking for an opportunity to bite at somebody, looking for an opportunity to defend their master, to further his goals, do whatever it takes, work extra hours, donate that money to Donald Trump, buy more of his hats. This is a fundamental piece of her personality that is the only reason why she lost friends or family or money or jobs or anything at all over this. It shouldn't be a piece of your personality that way. Keep listening because it gets more interesting. But, you know, we also have to be realistic at the same time. I, for one, am sick of just looking at clues and taking guesses and kind of following down a rabbit hole where it leads to nothing you can the whole idea behind QAnon is following clues and going down a rabbit hole and and guess kind of guessing at stuff assuming that the information that this person is giving you this q clearance patriot this guy that is posting as q assuming that it's even real information the guy posts anonymously and claims to be somebody high up in the military he's not we know who it is. It's Ron Watkins. He's not high up in the military. He's never even been in the military. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And that is why the Q clearance patriot data that he passes out is complete nonsense. That's why 
it leads to nonsense when you try to pick it apart and follow these clues and everything else they lead to nothing because he he doesn't know what he's talking about he never did and it seems like deanna lorraine candidate for congress infowars correspondent is starting to pick up on that a little bit right kind of following down a rabbit hole where it leads to nothing. You can hope for something to happen and pray for a miracle to happen for a country, but you can also look at the facts in front of us today and the reality and be grounded in that reality. And also a patriot doesn't blindly follow a plan. Um, you know, the only person that we should blindly follow is God, is Jesus. But we shouldn't be blindly following anything or anyone, um, especially when there's no evidence for that plan ever materializing. Every time that this plan was supposed to happen or Trump was supposedly playing 5D chess and, and supposedly setting traps or about to do this, no, at no point in the last four years has that trap ever been closed, has the chess move ever been checkmated by Trump. No, none of these hopes and, and ideas have ever been fulfilled, not one. Um, so a smart person looks at the evidence, looks at historical evidence, looks at a track record and doesn't keep doing or wishing something that that has no evidence for it being uh, able to materialize. It's so sad to listen to Deanna Lorraine flounder and and fall deep into conspiracy land so deep and then kind of work her way out and, and bounce around and not really be sure what to believe and, and it's like she's waiting for somebody to tell her and explain to her what to believe and this is her cognitive dissonance finally getting to her she can only build these false narratives or evangelize to enough people so much it's like the anxiety that comes along with having cognitive dissonance is getting the best of her and she now has backed herself into a corner where she has no choice but to accept reality it seems like that's what was happening right unfortunately she's back out here deep 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 into conspiracy land as deep as it gets honestly so those were from February, January and February 2021. This one's from late September 2022. I felt like we were making progress with Deanna Lorraine, where she started to see that she's been scammed the whole time. And here we are, late September 2022, and I feel like all of that's been reversed. Listen to what she said recently. We understand that the deep state, they have weather manipulation technology. They have DARPA. They know how to manipulate and create big storms, hurricanes, tornadoes, climate change, etc. And these huge hurricanes always seem to target red states, red districts, and always at a convenient time. Typically so let me explain what just happened to her. She believed in certain political figures. She didn't trust Biden or Democrats as far as she could throw them, but she trusted QAnon and Donald Trump with every fiber of her being. They alleviated her cognitive dissonance anxiety until one day they didn't. She recognized that they were completely full of shit. And here we sit now in a situation where Deanna Lorraine has stopped trusting anybody or anything. She didn't trust Biden before, but she doesn't trust Trump now either. I, I don't think I get the impression or at the very least, if she went back to trusting Trump, which she may have, 
she has less trust for every other institution than she ever did before. She's found herself in a spot now where she is skeptical of everything, every single thing. She is, she asks questions about literally everything in her life. So being betrayed or feeling betrayed by Trump and QAnon and the people that she thought she could trust, you know, the most has led to her being backed into a corner to the point where she does not trust a single thing, not one, where she's willing to believe literally any conspiracy theory. Literally any. She believes that there are weather guns, that people point at red states and unleash them to punish them for stuff, I guess. The context behind this is Hurricane Ian just hit Florida, and it was a Category 5. It was pretty bad. We haven't seen all the devastation yet. We haven't counted all of the everything, you know, figured out how much damage, how many houses have been destroyed, or how many houses don't have power, whatever else. We haven't figured all that out yet. We're still figuring it out. But her explanation for Hurricane Ian is that the government did it. There, it, This is the direct result of a complete lack of trust in institutions. This is what happens when there's no institutional trust. In a second, she's gonna talk to her friend Lauren Witzke, who is a neo-Nazi. I'm not being hyperbolic with that. I don't just call anybody neo-Nazis. I mean, she's a white nationalist neo-Nazi, really. And yeah, I don't know, I just don't. <laughs> if you wonder who she is, then just look on my channel, because I've talked about her a few times. She is out there, dude. She is out there. Anyway, she's about to talk to Deanna Lorraine about this whole thing. Keep listening. It's red districts, and always at a convenient time, typically right before elections, uh, or, you know, in this case, possibly because Ron DeSantis has been stepping out of line a lot and challenging fighting the deep state. I don't know how it would benefit anybody who supposedly has the ability to control this hurricane gun to shoot it at Florida. That doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm trying to find, like, a logical pathway that explains this, and I'm just not getting there. Fighting the deep state. I don't know, Lauren. The timing is definitely interesting, and they're even saying it. Do you think this could be a weather-manipulated hurricane? Yeah, I definitely think that this is a rough haircut. Deanna Lorraine should have gotten the haircut she had before was nicer, in my opinion. That's neither here nor there. Listen to Lauren Witzke's explanation here. Like I said, white supremacist, neo-Nazi type, also an ex-congressional candidate. She ran in Delaware, I think, and almost won. Yeah, well, we know the technology does exist. Right. I mean, Deanna. We do? Weather guns? We know that there are weather guns that you pointed at a state and you pull the trigger and it sends a hurricane their way? Uh, no. No. That, that technology does not exist. This is complete nonsense. Now, there are some weather modification techniques, but they're very limited and they're also against the Geneva Conventions. We used, when I say we, I mean the United States government used weather modification in the Vietnam War. They were seeding rain clouds to extend the monsoon season to make it harder to transport goods and troops and things like that for the Vietnamese. And that became a war crime, I believe, under the, Gene the Geneva Convention after we did that. Anyway, we don't have weather guns. We can't create hurricanes. It's a completely different thing. Certainly not Category 5 hurricanes. Oh, my God. It's like 200-mile-an-hour winds or something. It's insane, the devastation that it did. And what would the motivation be? They're literally trying to change people's DNA through vaccination. Of course. 
Again, no. No to literally all of that. This is another conspiracy theory. I know I'm pausing a lot. I can't let this slide. They're not changing people's DNA. You know, this conspiracy theory about changing DNA came about because it, I think it originated with Rick Wiles, or he's one of the bigger vocal supporters of this conspiracy theory that the vaccine was changing people's DNA. And his reason for doing that, he's a pastor, his reason for doing so is because he believed Satan was trying to create Nephilim. And if you become a Nephilim on earth, then it means you can't get into heaven. He's trying to exclude people from getting into heaven, basically. So if people get the vaccine, which he believed is the mark of the beast, it'll turn you into a Nephilim and you won't get into heaven. It's Satan's plot. Lauren Witzke used to work for Rick Wiles, Pastor Rick Wiles, on True News. So it makes sense that she would pick up on that too. Through vaccination, of course, they would be willing to do something like this to target red states. I have no doubt. I mean, the technology exists. No, no, it doesn't. It does not exist. Get red states. I have no doubt. I mean, the technology exists to manipulate weather. And, um, you know, this whole storm coming, uh, I mean, I know that Florida is uh, prone to hurricanes. However, this developed into a cat four oh, or cat five overnight. Right. And it does seem to be hitting uh, the uh, the conservative areas of the right. state. Um, Are you kidding me? First of all, do you ever consider the fact that maybe climate change is real? Of course, the, the obvious explanation doesn't even cross their mind. And second, how does a hurricane hit the conservative areas of Florida? No, that a hurricane did not hit the conservative areas of Florida. No to all of that. It plowed right across Florida and hit all kinds of areas. There are conservatives and liberals in all all parts of Florida. It did untold amounts of damage to Fort Myers. I don't know if it did a lot of damage to Tampa or not. I feel like I saw Tampa Bay completely drained because it pulled all of that water out. It was insane. Oh my God. It just is like once every 500 years level storm is extremely dangerous and powerful. But anyway, the point is Lauren Witzke is completely full of it from top to bottom here. Conservative areas of the right. state, um, you know, you... And I don't, I, I, I'm not putting it past the elites uh, to target something like this towards Florida as punishment uh, for uh, getting rid of vaccine mandates or getting rid of child grooming. They are angry with us and it wouldn't surprise me to find out. And yeah, the technology does exist. Why is it always the, the liberals that have this technology and not the conservatives? You ever consider the possibility maybe the conservatives are holding the trigger? Come on. The whole thing is ridiculous. This is nonsensical and made up. All of it. It's just bizarre that we're sitting here listening to two congressional candidates talk about this. Um, but you're not supposed to talk about that or know about that because that's controversial or a conspiracy theory. No, it's true. No, it's not. It's not true at all. There isn't a lick of evidence, not even a little bit. It's insane. Oh my God, these people. Interestingly enough, that is not the first time that QAnon has gone down the weather gun road. This is Kirsten Weldon on screen. In, uh, I think, April 2021, she sadly passed away from COVID after spending the previous, I don't know, six to 12 months demonizing the vaccine and encouraging people not to get vaccinated. She caught COVID and she died from it, which is sad. I don't want anybody to die. I'm not, I'm not relishing anyone's death. It's disappointing. I wish she would have pulled it together and... Just gotten the damn vaccine. Could have saved her life, but 
Anyways, before she died, she was talking about this very thing. Early April 2021. Listen to what she had to say about weather guns. So they had that freeze out and um, they did it with the weather warfare. That would be, you know, the bunker fuel in the ocean and the, and the pulling down the polar vortex. Right. Right. No, not right. I don't understand what she's even talking about. The polar pulling down the polar vortex. What? polar vortex right right the chemtrails so they pulled it oh and the chemtrails chemtrails can't forget those pulled it down and they hit all of texas as you know it had a huge freeze so right back in uh 2021 texas was dealing with a big freeze that brought down their power grid in a lot of areas and yeah it was not good at all Uh, again We can attribute that at least partially likely to climate change, something that these people are fighting tooth and nail. And every time something happens that is likely attributable to climate change, they claim it's a weather gun. It's sad. It is honestly sad. All of Texas, as you know, it had a huge freeze. So, yeah, that's what happened. And they usually do it from the Arcebo Observatory when they do their hurricanes and stuff to pull the now she's just making this up like this is completely fabricated off the top of her head there's no basis to believe what she's saying here she didn't hear this from a source she didn't get this from a news article she's just making this up completely our SIBO observatory when they do their hurricanes and stuff to pull the hurricane stuff through that um observatory in puerto rico but this time the SIBO observatory was down so they did it through uh, the Ecuadorian heart facility. When she says it, she's referring to using a weather gun to put a flash freeze on Texas or whatever. Seriously, more, I mean, this is like a fundamental belief with QAnon. There are Satanists that run the world and and drink adrenochrome to blah, blah, blah. And also, there are weather guns that people aim at red states to, like, get revenge on them. It was traced there. If you watch my videos, you would see the video. It traced all the way back to the um, Ecuadorian harp facility. And that was China testing out their new, you know, new weapons, weather weapons. And, um, of course, Biden was paid billions of dollars before and got more money for letting them do that to the United States. She says it with such confidence. It was traced there. By who? Who traced it there? Where'd you get this information? Is there a study I can look at? Is there proof of any sort? Where did you hear that Biden got paid billions of dollars to allow China to test their weather gun on America? Why would they test it on America? Couldn't they just test it on, like, an uninhabited island or something? Like, nothing about this makes any sense at all. But they say it with such confidence that people believe them. Same with Deanna Lorraine and Lauren Witzke. Did you hear what she said there at the very beginning of Lauren Witzke's little talk? She said it authoritatively. Matter of fact. Well, we know the technology does exist. No, it doesn't. There is no such thing as a weather gun. You say it confidently enough, people believe it. It's honestly sad. I felt like Deanna Lorraine was on her way out the door from like Trumpism and QAnon and everything. But it doesn't seem like. I I don't think she's ever going to get out. I feel like the cognitive dissonance, the anxiety that she felt from her her beliefs being out of sync with reality, I feel like that just forced her deeper into it, unfortunately. But anyway, I'll tell you what, if you disagree with anything I've said, let me know what you think in the comments or on Twitter at Telltale Atheist. 
Thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen, and I will talk to you next week. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, there's Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I sell all kinds of shirts and coffee cups and stuff on there. You can also check out my other channels. I have a Telltale Unfiltered YouTube channel where I go through long-form videos like Kent Hovind's seminar series, Jehovah's Witnesses TV show, and televangelists prophesying about politics. And finally, you can check out my social media. If you have a question for me, the best way to ask it is to tweet it at me. I'm on there all the time so check it out all links are in the description as always anyways that's all i've got for you thanks for listening